Hi and welcome to the Demand Matrix podcast series Sunny Side Up. I'm Paroma. I'll be your host for the day. Hi Brian, welcome to the Sunny Side Up podcast hosted by Demand Matrix. We're really happy to have you here today. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Great. So Brian, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your current role at Tech Target? And I'm sure the audience would especially be interested in knowing about your company Oceanos and the story behind your company and how it was acquired by Tech Target, of course. Sure. I started my career in the catalog industry. Spent about 5 years in the agency world before founding Oceanos in 2002. So Oceanos started as a list broker in over 15 years. pivoted into a technology driven data management firm. We exited to Tech Target last summer and currently Oceanos is operating as a business unit. My role at Tech Target is focused on data quality and innovation. I identify opportunities to integrate the Oceanos IP into workflows with the underlying objective to increase data utility. Pretty interesting. So, can you tell us what a typical day at work is like for you? It's focused on collaborating with key department heads to understand their data challenges and opportunities and then crafting and implementing solutions. It's a consultative role and very much aligned mm-hmm. with my expertise. Like all mm-hmm. of us, I'm managing multiple initiatives all in different phases of execution, and it's been increasingly satisfying to contribute to the market momentum of our flagship product, Priority Engine. Great. So according to you, you've worked with a lot of teams and enhanced demand gen initiatives even within your own company. So according to you, what are some mm-hmm. of your top strategies for demand gen initiatives within the B2B tech marketing sphere today? I think it's clear the trend is connecting first party data with third party sources to gain to uh, gain a richer view mm-hmm. of the customer and marketplace. Uh, my expertise is in B2B contact data, which includes methodologies to cleanse, enrich and acquire. and the contact data has been a thorn in the side of sales and marketing professionals for a long time. The diversification of sources represents a sea change as sales and marketers are now better equipped to create robust profiles of their customers and prospects. For example, the mainstream availability of social profile data has had a positive impact on uh, contact data accuracy, benefiting mm-hmm. all types of demand generation activities. So you've often helped companies drive the revenue through improved processes. Can you tell us about some of your more revenue growth tactics? Sure. Yes, there's a few that I would recommend. One, keep your contact data in good shape. I certainly you need to implement a data management strategy that includes continuous cleanse of pend and greenfield acquisition. So that's kind of foundational. Mm-hmm. Second, mm-hmm. add a uh, third-party behavioral data so that you can focus your more aggressive marketing and sales outreach to the highest value opportunities. Three, make sure your high spend areas like events are really delivering. This can be accomplished by targeting prospects who have demonstrated interest in your solution. And if it's a local event, you can certainly leverage social data to ensure that you're geo-focusing your outreach. So if you're you're trying to reach folks in a certain radius and you want to understand that if the person is actually located in that area you can certainly leverage information that would tie back to their say linkedin profile or twitter profile to understand their geolocation and that can be very helpful mm-hmm. and then for make sure you're contributing mm-hmm. to sales productivity and again this comes down to prioritizing accounts 
and prospects that are demonstrating in-market behavior. So those are the four that I would recommend, recommend top of mind. Mm-hmm. Great. So data is obviously a misused term today, rather an overused term. In fact, in a recent podcast episode, we even had a CEO of a reputed company say that data is a bunch of crap. So most of the time, this is because of the lack of, you know, the internal team's expertise to break down the insights from their data sets, especially because there are multiple data sets to look into today. So can you share some top methods for B2B and tech companies to optimize the application of data and tech to produce better results? Well, in today's environment, it's how do I connect different types of data to gain a complete view of my customer, to identify opportunities, to create efficiencies, improve decision-making, and ultimately increase customer satisfaction. The breakthrough that we're seeing in this idea of moving down in the stack and rethinking Mm -hmm. first, what insights do we need? And then how can we best take advantage of those insights given how we're organized? Interestingly, there's lots of evidence that smaller organizations seem to have an advantage here because they can be more nimble and flexible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Change is certainly easier when processes are not locked in because of organizational structure and system configurations. So companies of all sizes need to think about how they might inject flexibility. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're starting to see some exciting work leveraging machine learning and AI both into a better understanding of first and third-party data, and then assisting in its use, specifically to fill process gaps in the communication and qualification space. For example, Mm -hmm. several of our clients are filling gaps in their sales outreach by connecting better data inputs to AI-powered messaging. In this way, they can be both more timely and more on message. Yeah, and more relevant, exactly. So obviously, Mm -hmm. today, no B2B conversation is complete without mentioning account-based marketing. Can you share some of your thoughts on ABM and how you draw the best results from your campaigns? What data and metrics and insights to your teams or maybe your customers, what do they usually rely on when running campaigns? That's a good question. Certainly, ABM exposes the many flaws of third-party data. Weak mm-hmm. contact data will certainly sabotage your ABM success. Your contact records need to have accurate job titles, firmographics, email addresses, phone numbers, ideally direct dials, and in some cases, mailing addresses specific to the person's actual location. And certainly, it requires a continuous data management strategy focused on that cleanse, enrichment, mm-hmm. and acquisition of greenfield contacts aligned to your ideal customer profile. Many sales and marketing teams are sourcing net new contacts and accounts showing some level of intent. Compared to years past, this is a significant improvement, but I think today's best-in-class marketers are starting to seek opt-in contacts with intent. The operating philosophy Mm -hmm. there is based on the concept that people buy solutions, so specific people are critically important. By providing active, you know, opt-in contacts, it kind of shortcuts a lot of the target discovery process and allows marketing Mm -hmm. and sales to move out of the world of the modeled persona into a world of uh, more relevant action. So that's what we're Mm -hmm. kind of seeing within our client base. Great. So data science is obviously a growing trend. Can you share your thoughts on the must-have skills and your thoughts on the evolving role of data science and analysts in the coming years? Where and how do you see this role shape up over the next couple of months and years? 
Yeah, I think it's the future of sales and marketing industry. I do see a difference between data scientists and data analysts, with the data scientists really mm-hmm. serving as a real change maker, supporting both mm-hmm. leaders and developers to create better products and solutions. I mm-hmm. think the data scientist is at the center of the transformation that organizations are making as a result of big data. A data analyst needs to be familiar with scripting languages, querying languages such as Python and SQL, and spreadsheet and statistical languages, whether it's Excel or SAS or R or SPSS. It's a more advanced skill set, and you're starting to see colleges recognize this shift by offering degrees and certifications. I'm a member of the Data Science and Business Analytics Advisory Board at Merrimack College, and I will mm-hmm. likely enroll in one of their data science certificate programs to further develop my skills. So I think it's really changing yeah. the space, and it's in the next yeah. five or ten years, you know, the momentum will continue. Mm-hmm. Great. That's a great insight. So what kind of data sets and business intelligence do you see B2B companies make most use of today? Do you see a lot of use of obviously intent data, but do you see a lot of demand and consumption of installed tech data? Well, top performing sales and marketing organizations are seeking solutions that provide actionable data intelligence. We can mm-hmm. think about it in three categories. The first is specific topical interest. When sellers know what's in the buyer's mind, they can make sure that they mm-hmm. provide value immediately. Second is competitive insight. Today's buyers face many options. When you know who else a buyer is considering, you simplify the challenge for the seller dramatically. Third are confirmed projects. In the short term, many sales organizations need help identifying active deals in their market that they can immediately pursue. In addition to their immediate revenue potential, organizations can carefully review these actual deals and glean insight to improve their content, sales motions, and conversations. As for installed tech intelligence, it provides mm-hmm. companies a way to analyze markets and target prospects. I think mm-hmm. it plays a, a role in the ideal customer profile, certainly ABM scoring, competitive analysis, and really all types of demand gen channels, including display and social ads. I kind of view it as a foundational data for most B2B organizations. Great. So what kind of MarTech sales tech products and why would gain more attention in 2019? According to you, we've spoken about the demand for different kinds of data. So that is going to influence uh, integration and uh, CRM, CDP. A lot of people are talking about integration and collaboration in the marketplace. But what are your thoughts on this? What Mm -hmm. demand do you see coming up in the next couple of months? Yeah, there's certainly an overwhelming number of MarTech providers, many of which are mm-hmm. kind of like one-off tools to fill niches. Mm-hmm. This is amplified if you include regional or vertically specific and what now Scott Brinker is calling uh, citizen MarTech, which are apps that are often only used within a single organization. My insight here is a bit limited, but from what I gather, the merging of ad tech and MarTech will continue Mm -hmm. providing marketers a better understanding of what customers are looking for and how to improve Mm -hmm. that experience. As referenced earlier in our conversation, there's an increased demand for solutions that can deliver purchase intent signals at both the account and, more importantly, contact level. I recognized that trend in early 2018 and how it would impact the Oceanoff business model, and hence the reason I chose to exit the tech target. Because I think that's certainly where the space is moving towards. 
that's a great insight. Thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you, Brian, for sharing your time today and participating in this episode. It would be great to have you back sometime later. We'd probably, you know, we could catch up on a debate on B2B marketing and sales strategies. Uh, we can talk about it. So before we wrap up for the day, do you have any last few key takeaways and words of advice you'd like to share with the audience? Sure. At Tech Target, we're a big believer in the theme of lean principles. I see intent data continuing to gain adoption as a complete view of the market and the truth and as a real kind of driver mm-hmm. of better customer experience. We see intent as an ideal fuel for AI-infused automation solutions that facilitate interaction and connection between companies with needs and companies with solutions. Moreover, as AI and machine learning help sellers overcome any shortcomings in systems and data understanding in the first-party world, we see first-party and third-party coming together for that uh, 360-degree view. An exciting Mm -hmm. time for the industry as we move forward over the next few years. Great, Brian. Thank you so much for your time today, and uh, we hope you have an amazing day ahead. Thank you. Thank you.